0: Hello and welcome to SNC's Critical Insights podcast series. My name is Daniel Stern and I'm an associate at Sullivan and Cromwell. I'll be speaking today with Ryan Logan, a special counsel at SNC who focuses on privacy and cybersecurity.
1: Good afternoon, Dan. It's good to be here.
0: Thanks, Ryan. As you know, We will be discussing privacy considerations that arise when engaging vendors involved in preventing and responding to data breaches.
1: Yes, it's a very important and timely topic.
0: If I'm correct, when a company experiences a data breach, it often involves engaging a number of third-party vendors to assist with the company's response. Some of these vendors may already be performing services for the company, but might need to be re-engaged for new breach-related services or whose current contracts may simply not address privacy and cybersecurity issues. That's right. These vendors can
1: engage in a wide range of services, from stopping an external attack, investigating an incident, assisting with the notification process, or helping with communications, public relations, or other key aspects
0: of a large-scale breach response. And some of those vendors will require access to the personal information that may have been breached? Exactly.
1: And as you know, privacy and data protection laws and regulations require companies to contractually obligate vendors to safeguard personal information they receive in the course of performing their services.
0: Got it. Take us through the life cycle of an incident. You know, what can companies do to ensure that their use of vendors in both the prevention of breaches and the breach response process generally complies with applicable privacy laws and regulations?
1: That's a great question. I would break this down into three areas. First, pre-incident planning. This involves developing contractual provisions, templates, or addenda that comply with applicable laws and regulations and are designed to be quickly executed. Second, Companies should abide by privacy principles such as data minimization and integrity during the breach response process. Third, companies should seek to ensure that any personal information that a vendor uses during the breach response process is, to the extent feasible, returned or destroyed at the end of the
0: engagement. Okay, let's talk about pre-incident planning. What steps should companies take now to ensure that they're ideally situated with respect to vendors from a privacy or data protection compliance perspective if a breach were to occur?
1: Companies can take two key steps. First, companies should review their contracts with existing vendors that they may also engage in the event of a breach and revise or develop privacy and cybersecurity contract provisions as needed. Second, companies should develop ready-to-go privacy and cybersecurity-focused contract templates to utilize with new vendors they may engage during the breach response process. Companies can develop these materials
0: in-house, though many vendors in this space have suitable provisions. And if I'm correct... These provisions can vary depending on the nature of the data breach and the information involved, right?
1: Exactly. For example, a financial institution may have different contracting requirements with its vendors depending on whether customer or employee information is involved in a specific incident. How so? In the U.S., the financial institution's customer information could be regulated by a number of financial privacy and cybersecurity laws and regulations, such as the Graham Leach Bliley Act or the New York Department of Financial Services cybersecurity regulation. On the other hand, If an incident impacts the financial institution's group health plan, then it might be necessary for the health plan to enter into a HIPAA-compliant business associate agreement with vendors involved in the breach response process. State privacy laws, such as the California Consumer Privacy Act or CCPA, also obligate businesses to put contractual restrictions
0: on how their vendors can use personal information. And what about international considerations? Breaches are often not geographically isolated or may start out impacting systems in one country and then spread throughout a company's global system.
1: This is true. Data transfer issues are important to consider in the pre-incident planning process because personal information may need to be transferred internationally during the investigation of and response to an incident. For example, vendors based in the United States may need to image systems or review a large number of files that reside in Europe or Asia. Personal information does not have to physically leave the boundaries of a country to be considered a data transfer. Merely accessing personal information remotely may constitute a transfer under certain data protection laws and regulations.
0: Got it. So what should companies do today to address data transfer issues with their current and future vendors to ensure that they are prepared to respond to potential breaches in the future?
1: Companies should evaluate the cross-border data transfer mechanisms they currently have in place. Even if a company does not routinely transfer personal information, they may need to do so in the event of a data breach. While the U.S. does not impose cross-border data transfer restrictions on the export of personal information, the European General Data Protection Regulation, or GDPR, for example,
0: requires data controllers to utilize an approved data transfer mechanism. What has changed with respect to GDPR and data transfers in the past year?
1: The European Commission published new standard contractual clauses in 2021 that companies can use when transferring personal information from Europe. There are several different modules that companies can use depending on the relationships between the parties involved, but each module also requires the parties to complete a data transfer impact assessment with specific details regarding the technical aspects of the transfer and experiences with requests for disclosures of personal information by regulators. To make it even more complicated. Different standard contractual clauses must be used to transfer personal information from the U.K. since they have not adopted the European
0: standard contractual clauses post-Brexit. How will developing ready-to-go standard contractual clauses help in the event of a data breach?
1: The GDPR requires data controllers to notify data protection authorities without undue delay and where feasible not later than 72 hours after having become aware of a data breach. Several European data protection authorities have emphasized that. Although a data breach investigation can take longer than 72 hours, the initial notification to the data protection authority must take place within the legally prescribed 72-hour period. Having standard contractual clauses ready can speed up the contracting process with vendors involved in the breach response process and help companies meet that
0: deadline. Understood, Ryan. It's pretty clear that pre-incident planning is critical to the success of a company's breach response. Absolutely. We talked about being prepared for a breach, so let's shift gears a bit. What can be done during the breach response process to ensure that a company and its vendors comply with applicable privacy and data protection laws and regulations?
1: Companies should follow privacy principles set out in applicable laws and regulations. During the response to a data breach, several important ones are data minimization and integrity and confidentiality.
0: What is data minimization, and what does that mean in the context of a data breach? Data
1: minimization means that personal information should generally be adequate, relevant, and limited to what is necessary in relation to the purposes for which the information is processed. In the context of a data breach, this means that personal information should only be disclosed to vendors if they need access to such personal information to perform their services, whether that's in the context of rebuilding an infected database or providing communications advice. And what about integrity and confidentiality? The principles of integrity and confidentiality mean that personal information should be securely processed and protected against unauthorized or unlawful processing. In the context of a data breach, personal information should be securely transmitted to and stored by vendors, as one of the worst things that could potentially happen would be a vendor involved in the breach response process suffering its own data breach. It's hard to think about the complicated messaging and notification obligations that
0: would result from that. Let's move along to later in the breach response process. Once a breach has been contained and the parties and regulators have been notified, what happens to the data that was shared with the vendors assisting in the breach response?
1: One of the most important issues involves the retention or destruction of data at the end of the engagement. To circle back to our earlier discussion on pre-incident planning, companies that experience a breach should seek to contractually obligate the vendor to return or destroy the relevant personal information when the engagement ends or a short time period thereafter.
0: What about vendors that might be reluctant to return the personal information? You know, vendors might state that they need to retain the information for a variety of reasons, maybe because of legal or professional considerations, or it just might be technically difficult to separate and delete the relevant personal information.
1: If the parties were unable to sufficiently address data return or destruction in their contract, they should agree that the vendor should securely retain any personal information it received during the performance of its services and not further use or disclose it, except as required by law. In some cases, the parties might need to work together to develop a separate solution to address this issue.
0: It's really interesting, Ryan. And that brings us to the end of our time. Thanks very much for this discussion.
1: Thank you. I hope that this information will be useful to companies when improving their breach response process and entering into contracts with vendors involved in the process.
0: It certainly is. Thanks, everyone, for listening to SNC's Critical Insights. For more information about our practice, please visit us online at www.sullcrom.com. Thank mm-hmm. you.